All right, day 29 of 100 and type threes, you are up. We continue with excerpts from my Enneagram Introductions workshop and we will get into it. At their best, threes are ambitious and adaptable, but at their worst can be image conscious or hostile. The motivating need is to succeed or to appear successful and avoid failure. And the basic fear is of being worthless or not valuable. So their orientation is to tasks. These are task-oriented people. Uh, their attention very easily goes to the tasks that need to be accomplished and to the next project that's ahead, to making progress and work and, and having that recognized. That's kind of a, a natural habit of attention for threes. Now, very little would get done in this world without threes, I think. These are natural leaders, very active people, um, very efficient, very, they have placed a very high premium on efficiency. It's almost compulsive efficiency that it's just the default mode at play here. How can we do this fill in the blank more efficiently? And so they tend to be or identify as multitaskers. And of course, we know that now neurologically you can't actually multitask you just rapidly go back and forth from multiple tasks and there's a name for that sort of attention that is eluding me at the moment but that sort of quick and agile adaptability and preference to be in motion and active is uh, is very much a hallmark of threeness now, threes can get almost anyone to do almost anything. There's this charm that they have. There's this natural ability to sell people on things that can get them uh, quite far, especially in the professional realm. It may get them into trouble in more intimate relationships sooner than it does uh, professionally, but definitely definitely a gift if, if used for good purposes. Threes are often going to embody a culture or a subculture's uh, kind of ideal image, kind of tend to be the poster child at the top or the center of social circles or, or work circles that they are a part of. And they're quite adept at reading a room and just kind of instinctively knowing what is expected of them and, and what they need to project to be successful in that room, to win it over whatever that might be defined as in the circumstance. So there's a shape-shifting that happens very naturally. This is not done consciously very often or all the time. This is not done with ill intent generally. This is part of the personality survival mechanism, part of trying to avoid that fear of being worthless or not appearing successful. And so this it, this is included in the vice for threes, which we call deceit, but it always starts with that self-deception. It's because threes can kind of chameleon into a role that is expected of them and then believe that that is who they are. Forget that it is a role, but that that is their identity. And then we believe that as well. And that's the next level of deception, but quite often quite honestly that shape shifting that that threes can do is is actually an attempt at generosity an attempt to be what we need or ask them directly or indirectly to be 
So I think it's really important that we don't brand threes as liars or deceitful people. It, it's the function of the personality that starts with deceiving oneself and then kind of trickles down. And we all do that in our own way. So the flip side of that vice is honesty or integrity or veracity, sometimes it's called. And that has to do with discovering and sharing one's true self with others. And, and through that, through having the, the bravery to look behind the facade, look behind the layers of almost costuming, of, of performing these different roles to expose and see the, the true self that is under all of that for threes is, is the great work. And through that, they can learn that they can be loved simply for who they are and not for what they do. It's very hard for threes to, to understand that we might love them simply because they are who they are uh, to us and not because of what they can do or achieve or how they can perform or earn money or status or, or, or whatever it is that they've defined as success. And this is why sometimes intimate relationships or partnerships or, or just deep friendships are harder for threes than, um, than working relationships because, you know, we don't need someone to perform perfection at home. At the end of the day, many of us want vulnerability in another person. We want to see each other not at our best 100% of the time because then there's room you know there's room for me to to be honest and vulnerable and not at my best if that is also modeled and if there's room for that in the house or in the relationship from this other person and so sometimes threes it's it's so counterintuitive they try to be on and try to be put together and successful so much of the time to try to secure love in relationship when really the opposite might be needed to do so. Okay, a few other things about threes. These are competitive people. Uh, winning is important. And I've had threes say, you know, well, all the rest of this stuff makes sense, but I'm not, I'm not competitive, so can I really be a three? And, and my question to follow up is always, well, do you play games that you don't know you can win? And generally there's some silence and a, a head drop and a sigh or something. Um, because this is this is just so instinctive, so intuitive for threes that sometimes they don't even realize it. But the, they just, they don't play if they don't know they can win. And that might be as something as small or simple as a card game or a sport or something. And, and as big as showing up in a room. You know, if they read the room and know that they cannot for whatever reason, successfully portray the image that will get them respect or admiration or a seat at the table, then th they will readily withdraw a lot of the time. And that stress number for three is nines. And that does allow them kind of that escape route to, to, pull, to pull back. And again, that can be very, very helpful and important and then can have less, uh, less healthy function as well. And threes appear very confident, and a lot of the time they might be, um, but they can be easily deflated if they are challenged or criticized in some way. And this confidence is really a cover for that underlying issue of this whole triad, which is, which is shame, the question around whether I'm worthy of love or 
approval or admiration in this case, etc. So at their healthiest levels, threes want to improve themselves and motivate others to do so as well. They do that quite effectively. They're going to be building self-esteem and motivating others and pursuing authenticity with an emphasis on maintaining their integrity and contributing to the larger uh, common good, using one's own influence and platform to center and raise up the voices of others who might not so easily be heard. That's all kind of the best, uh, some of the best parts of, of threeness. But on a more average or unhealthy level, there is suppression of feelings in an attempt to be more efficient or effective. They're kind of setting them aside for later and then not going back to process or deal with them. And again, that eventually catches up with you. So growing edges for threes would be to be a part of a group that you don't lead. Uh, it, it's You can't really lead a group that you're not a part of. And so sometimes it's a good discipline for threes to join something and not be the default leader of that group, just be a part. To uh, work on developing the capacity for honesty with yourself and vulnerability with others. And that is going to require some slowing down, some willingness to stop and engage feelings in the moment, your own and others. And, um, you know, the, the great work for threes is to be able to admit and embrace failure. This is a key part required for really, um, for transformation, for growing up, for, for maturing. The lost childhood message for threes is you are loved for yourself. Somehow that, that didn't get through. And the wounding message that did get through is it's not okay to have your own feelings. So there is this uh, suppression or this setting aside of one's own feelings, partly motivated by this messaging. And, and it's hard to, to believe that, that you were loved for yourself as a three. But that is the work. Just as we talked about twos having to separate their worthiness of love from what they can offer or give to someone, it's essential for threes to be able to separate them being worthy of, of love and belonging and appreciation from uh, what they can achieve or accomplish or the work that they can do. So who are you apart from what you do? Um, who are you when you are just being? And is that person to you worthy of love and belonging? And, and the answer is yes, of course, you are. But do you believe that? Can you believe that? And that is where uh, so much of the work is for type threes. Famous threes to read or follow uh, or, or study. Uh, Dorothy Day and Parker Palmer are two very wise threes that have written much that would be valuable. Oprah is kind of a, a classic three personality that most people will know. And this one is hard for me always, especially this week as it is the anniversary of her um, much too early death. But Rachel Held Evans was a brilliant spiritual 
writer and prophet and leader of so so many her her life was a a perfect example of what i mentioned earlier about using one's own platform or influence to uh, raise up and center the voices of others who might not uh, be so widely heard otherwise um she was a self-identified three on the Enneagram. We talked in person about her being a three on the Enneagram. And uh, I just, I can't think of a more beautiful example. And yes, I am tearing up. So I, I will go. I will leave you with that. And thank you for listening. And I will be back tomorrow with, uh, with type four.